An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound, they score! Barbashev in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town, it's a championship town. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman. Live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Oh, baby. 7-0. Why do you not turn my mic on at the very start? You always clip me at the start of this program. Would you like to start over? We can't get out of the first seven seconds, Wallace. <laughs> well, zero on the zero, board he's again. Pointing at the board. Yep. Saying how many days without an incident. Well, zero. I, I, it's just a weird because I don't I don't like the woo to be picked up by your mic. So that's n- totally not true. No, well, you, it is you true. You leave my mic on for the woo. Yeah, yeah because it seemed because I generally no, don't try to come up with a reasoning. <laughs> that is not true. It, it's one hundred percent true. Uh, no, the more it, the more mics that are on, I'm, I worry that the woo will be picked up. But if that were the case, you turn my mic. Yeah, off. but I'm not quick enough to turn your mic off. And I turn your mic this on. This you're not quick enough past. to turn his mic on. This didn't happen in the past. <laughs> this is just a new thing. Blame the board. No, it's not the board. It's not the board. This is operator error. I'm just not fast enough. Hey, we got uh, we got a seven and zero. In case you missed it, because my mic wasn't on. You, you heard it through the three other mics that and were on o. the studio, except for mine. A seven and O to start the season, closing in on the all-time record mm-hmm. for most victories to kick off a National Hockey League campaign. It is ten, and they could be there. The Vegas School of the Knights could be there by next week if they keep on going. Otherwise, it's not a perfect start anymore. We got Friday, we got Saturday, we got Monday. Mm-hmm. Three games in four nights, so you got to earn this thing. But the Vegas Golden Knights have found ways to pick up points. Mm. 14 out of a possible 14. That is 1,000%. Well, yeah, it's as as good as you could possibly be through seven games. If you're the Vegas Golden Knights, they have been perfect. They have been exceptional. And they continue to be a team that finds a way night in and night out. Now, did you think last night, halfway through that game, that it was going to turn out in a positive fashion. Um, I I think that I felt we were going to overtime. Like I, at no point in time did I feel like the Golden Knights were going to run out of time, at least finding a way to tie the game. I did not see them winning in regulation. That was a pleasant surprise for me, but I felt like they had enough in the tank and I felt like they were going to find a way to, to get that one tied up. It was a weird game. We've got our game ratings coming up in, mm-hmm. in hour number two. We also have a conversation with Bruce Cassidy yeah. that uh, I recorded earlier today. He knew about it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm just having conversations and recording <laughs> it and, and playing it back. Uh, we, we met in Bruce's office today. That's illegal, and, by the way. Uh, no. If, if he doesn't know you're recording him? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you have to inform the other party that they're being recorded. I thought in some states There are some states yeah, where you don't where have to do that. This yeah. is not one of those states. Are you sure? I'm I'm pretty sure, yeah. 
<laughs> what? Hold on, hold on. We break, we break the witness after one challenge. I will. I, Are you sure? Maybe. I am. I am sure. I am, I, sure. I am sure that he this went, is a state. He went from being totally sure yeah. to you yeah. saying yeah. in some states it's not the case. I, to now being I'm. I, I I'm. So I'm sure, sure that. Pretty sure. I'm. I am pretty sure in this state it is illegal because I tried to do it once to somebody and. Because laws change. And I was. I was told. Uh, can't do that. You tried How long to do ago it? was that? Uh, maybe like t- 2006, seven. Okay. Well, look it up. Google it. Yeah, I'm going to. Bruce and I had a conversation today, and uh, we actually had a big, long chat. Mm. A lot about Taylor Swift, actually. Oh, really? Because uh, he's, he's well, I'm not going to say a Swifty, yeah. but he likes Taylor Swift. He's By the way, the shows. under Nevada law, it is illegal to secretly it's record. The only reason why he would interrupt me for that, yeah, because well, if yeah, he was wrong. Well, he of would course, we're, get, we're getting on yeah. with Taylor Swift, yes. and yeah. you're just like, ah, yeah. no, no. I was uh, right, now, uh, I, now I'm, I'm, I love I'm actually pissed. I, love I interrupted. I love Swifty. Yeah, he, he likes Swifty. We've both taken our kids there, so we mm-hmm. have a conversation about that. And then we recorded our discussion for the VGA Insider Show, and then we had uh, a neat uh, conversation after. Uh, but uh, we were talking about. Uh, things that are coming up around the, the the Vegas Golden Knights and different areas of excellence. And there's a, there's a lot to absorb around this team, but there's also finding the ways to win, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And halfway through that game, it wasn't going great for Vegas territorially. Mm-hmm. Yep. Philadelphia had a really strong second period. Yeah, they were and good. Logan Thompson had to be lights out in that second period. And then you flip it to the third, and they gain some momentum, and they push, and they're able to score. But where this team has set the bar now is really fascinating from a media standpoint. Mm -hmm. Because when they were down by a goal, Mm -hmm. it it actually felt like they were down by four. Like just a trail in a game for a long stretch. Yeah. It felt like it was a multi-goal deficit as I was watching that game and some of the pressure that was coming from the Philadelphia Flyers. It felt way – I had to remind myself a couple of times, it's still a, it's still a one-goal game. Mm-hmm. And then that switch. And at some point, it's not going to happen. Right. But what they did in Chicago coming out, taking control of that game. In Winnipeg, coming back and seizing – uh, the territorial and the scoreboard advantage against the Jets. Last night, did it not feel like the switch was just flipped? It it really did. I mean, the, their third period was great. It, it yeah. really was. And and you could you could sense it building maybe the final two, three minutes of the second period. There just wasn't enough connecting for Vegas in the later stages of the second period that, that made you feel but it was... Remember, imminent. Logan had to like make a couple of saves and then yeah. had a great uh, stare down against the Flyers in the final seconds yeah. of the second period. No, absolutely, absolutely. And and that was still when, when Philadelphia was kind of pushing back, even when Vegas started to kind of turn things around toward the, the, the latter half of the second period. But... Their third period was fantastic. The way they came out in the third period, it really, to me, was indicative of, of a team that that believed all they needed was to continue to play in that fashion and play that way. They got to their game in the third, and you know, I, I don't know if the Philadelphia Flyers were down or if they tried to play it a little bit safe. I, no, no, Vegas started playing. Vegas played their game. Yeah. And, and when they did, they generated enough quality chances – to win the game. Well, we said it. 
talent, mm-hmm. it's not even close between the two rosters. Yeah, yeah. But Philadelphia will work hard. Yeah. And they're at that stage of the season where you can sell out and get some good results and feel really good about yourself before you go into a stretch of three wins in 15. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to do that and you're not getting anywhere and, sure. and you're, you're sliding backwards. They're still on the positive side of it. That that Philadelphia team played as good as that Philadelphia team can play. Yeah, I agree. Last, last night. And it, it's unfortunate for them. I feel... Uh, some sympathy towards them that they didn't get something out of that game. Yeah, they deserved uh, with, a point. With a, with a point. It's not going to make any difference in the playoff race <laughs> for them, but they, they should have walked out with some measure of uh, reward for what they did. But Vegas, the more talented team, mm-hmm. found its game, and there's not many times this year where Vegas is going to play one solid period mm-hmm. out of three, like on top of their game out of three, and it's going to result in a win. But last night, they were able to take advantage of it. And there was different performances throughout the game that, that were strong. But in that third period, you had a, you had a bit of everything uh, yeah. in, in that game. They, they, were, they were able to hold Philadelphia at bay, thanks to Logan Thompson, mm-hmm. who redeemed himself. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about the, the one goal that, uh, that he would have liked to have played differently. Uh, you had Shea Theodore, who was outstanding last night, one yeah. of the best games uh, that we've seen him play, which is on the heels of us talking up Shea Theodore yeah. yesterday oh, yeah. in dramatic fashion. You had Paul Cotter uh, have one of his standout moments in the National Hockey League in his first year and a half, be able to to make that play. And and from a just overall team perspective, building on the confidence uh, that they were able to put forward. So uh, talk to to Bruce in hour number two mm-hmm. uh, about a lot of this. Shea Theodore, how how do you keep him going after this? Right. That discussion was had yesterday. Yeah. When Alex Petrangelo comes back, mm-hmm. how do you maintain this instead of deferring? And we we talked about that exact situation. Yeah. Uh, keeping uh, Shea Theodore uh, as confident as he is. Paul Cotter, where where do you build on this? With, with Paul Cotter. But the, the, the two best topics, hmm. and I'm not going to say any more other than the topics. Okay. Santa's reindeer. Okay. <laughs> See, that got Chapman's attention, yeah. Yeah. didn't it? He's excited now. Yeah. Santa's reindeer. Put his phone down. And seven dwarfs. Yes, I heard what? the end of that, yeah. All right. So Santa's reindeer and seven dwarfs. Okay. Topics. Of my conversation with Bruce Cassidy. You really can go in any direction with Bruce from Summerlin, huh? Yeah, he he had my <laughs> mind spinning today. <laughs> when you when you hear the the conversation, it'll all make sense. Mm-hmm. But he had me. I, I love talking to Bruce because he makes me think. Mm-hmm. But today he had me distracted in my thinking, <laughs> and sent me down a path where I wasn't. I wasn't as engaged in his answer, okay. a couple of answers, as I should have been sure. because I was distracted thinking about something else. But uh, Santa's reindeer and seven dwarves. All right. I'm interested. All I right. can't wait. Can you name them? The, which one? The dwarves? Either the one. The reindeers? Yeah. Oh. Doc, sleepy, <sighs> sneezy, dopey. Grumpy. Grumpy. Yeah. Say Doc, sleepy, sneezy. Sneezy. Bashville. Bashville? Bashful. 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 <laughs> Cross Nashville and, and Bashville. I'm Bashful there. What's that, six? I don't know. I've got four right now. All right. Doc Sleepy's 
uh, sneezy, bashful, dopey, dopey, grumpy, grumpy. Oh yeah, grumpy. Isn't there one like really different name? Who would have with a reindeer? Uh, Cop, dancer, prancer, comet, cupid, blitzen, donder, blitzen, donder, blitzen, and the donder, yeah. It's on Donner. Yeah. Really? Donner? I don't Donner. Know. Donner. Donner. Like Donner, Donner. Pass, maybe? Yeah, yeah okay. Donner. Donner. That works. Donner, Blitzen, Cupid, Vixen. very much growing up. Cupid, Vixen. Right? And is, there, is there a Cupid? There's a Vixen. And Rudolph. Well, he's the ninth. Cupid? Well, just, There's a Cupid? I, 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 I thought so. There's I a know. Vixen. Yeah, there is but a Vixen. I don't, I don't know. Hey, now. Cupid. Vixen. Oh, don't boy. look it up. Well, don't, don't, no, look, I'm no, not. I'm not. No. But I, 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 I thought it, I just named all eight. It's, it's out of the blue, and this part of our conversation that uh, I had with Bruce today popped up this subject matter. Did you get Prancer? Uh, and, 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 yeah, and, I thought we named Prancer. Okay. And we were going back and forth, going down the path of trying to name them all. Mm-hmm. This is what... what <laughs> And Nate Ewell uh, and, and Garrett Calloway said, said it best. It sounds like a conversation between a broadcaster and a coach who's won seven mm-hmm. out of seven. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. It's where – and you should be able to have fun like that. Yeah. Uh, some coaches wouldn't. Some coaches would prefer not to. And I understand both of those angles. Not wanting to go down that path because you're coaching and you're in the heart of the – uh, the battle here, mm-hmm. uh, trying to keep things going, keeping everything uh, focused. You don't want to let on mm-hmm. that you're not as dialed in, and and others would just they would they would prefer it. They, some guys wouldn't do it at all. Others would prefer not, but might do it. Bruce mentioned something which immediately opened the door for me to take it down a goofy path. Oh boy! And and we 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 did it, but. As we're talking, I'm trying to name, and now you you you're doing I'm, the same I'm thing. Doing you're doing the right same now. thing. Yeah. You can't focus on what I'm saying. You you're are on the highway. You're, you're, on the, you're on the I-15. You're on the 215. You're on Charleston, and you're driving around. Uh, Judy and Pete, I'm Dancer, talking to you right Prancer, now. You're you in your head. Blitzen, you're trying to Comet, name Cupid. the seven dwarfs or Santa's reindeer. There's no logical reason why we're doing this right now other than it came as part of the, the, the discussion with with Bruce. So I, I have Did we one, get two, happy? three, four, five, six. Did we get uh, happy? Uh, there you are. Ha- yeah. Is, is happy a- Yeah, happy. Did you look that up? No. You, You've on. been watching me for the look. It still says it's a felony to record a conversation in the state of Nevada without knowledge of the other party. Which you didn't. No, for sure. No, I well, I I was certain. I was pretty, pretty confident sure. that the law had not changed. Wonder that, why? I wonder why you're not allowed to do that. Entrapment, conver- maybe. If you're having a conversation, wouldn't that wouldn't that be like entrapment though? No, like I, just, if you, I think if you, you, lead you have down to a, announce that you're going to record something. Like it why? has to. Probably so you I don't walk, edit it. Why can't I walk around and just record everything? And if I'm if I'm walking around with a camera. Mm-hmm. People just know. Yeah, but, but they I know. I, but I, yeah. what if I'm recording or not recording? I just wonder why you have to tell somebody that you're recording. You just have to find a lawyer and, and ask Or them. why you can, you, in some states you don't have to tell them that they're recording. So did we get happy? Is that seven? Yes. yes. Okay. Seven. Happy, grumpy, Dancer. dopey, bashful, sneezy, sleepy, and Doc? Yeah, Doc. Doc. Yeah, Doc's, Doc's the one with the glasses. Sure one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. He's a leader. 
Kind of like Moe is the leader of the Three Stooges. Dancer, Prancer, Donner, Blitzen. Comet, Cupid. Comet, Cupid. Vixen. There's a Cupid, eh? Vixen. I, I, I don't know. I think so. That was that was a Canadian. There's a Cupid, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Two, three, it doesn't happen four, very five, often. Six. Cupid's a Canadian, apparently. Donner. Dancer, Prancer, Donner. Blitzen. Oh, Blitzen. Blitzen. Oh, my goodness. See, Blitzen makes me think of cheese blintzes, which I love. <laughs> but but don't, don't you think everybody should know... Santa's reindeer. No, no. no what not, if what, no. If, what if you're not raised? It's in... it's it's a what, well, it's like, a song. It's well, like Ryan. Ryan life. is Jewish. He he probably doesn't know the reindeer. I'm I'm struggling with the yeah, reindeer. My right my, now. my, no, my, my wife didn't celebrate Christmas growing but up. She couldn't name part, the reindeer. Santa's reindeer are it it it. I'm, travels across for, all listen, religious I'm, boundaries. I'm absolutely a Mariah Carey. No, Christmas, yeah. Christmas music oh. guy, and not so much a. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Burl Ives. No, I, I think it... Burl Ives was the guy who sang Stop. It's Mariah Carey. No. Let's Rudolph go. the Red-Nosed Reindeer is oh, Burl yeah, Ives. I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. It's all about the Mariah <laughs> don't, don't, Carey. Don't bring religion to this. People should know Santa's Reindeer. No, okay? they no. All right. No, <laughs> that's, that's entirely Listen, I, I, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I struggled yeah. with I the... <laughs> legitimately did not start celebrating Christmas until I met my wife. But you knew the song. No, you knew, like, no, he we, knew Rudolph we, the Red-Nosed Reindeer yeah. had a very shiny nose, but I mean, not I everyone knew, knows I that knew, intro. That's that's what I mean. People, well, yeah, but that, people but from like, all religious backgrounds know Rudolph. Yeah, but not everyone knows the intro. Is oh well, there's Comet yeah. and Cupid. Well, See, sing it. I don't know how it goes. I don't because I don't know all eight of them. I don't think. I've got one, Dancer, two, Prancer, Donner, Blitzen. One, two, three, Comet, four, Cupid. five, six. I Dasher, Dasher. That's the Dasher. other one. Dasher. Okay, yeah. Because there was, I think there was a movie. Oh no, that was Prancer. No, I think Dasher's one. Hmm. Prancer's one. Door Dasher. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> big win over the Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> as they prance through that there third period. And that third period gives you the, the confidence to think they can survive anything. Because that, that was trap game? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a vulnerable... Uh, element because you've had a couple of days off and you're against a team early in the season that has some confidence and Carter Hart was really good he was and you gave up a weird goal yes so you could go okay tonight's not our night mm-hmm. but what they did in the second period and the third period two different periods mm-hmm. one they held on in the second period with a significant stand-up performance by Logan Thompson. Yeah, yeah. To not save himself from the result, but respond to the adversity mm-hmm. is the more that I would uh, I would phrase that. And then the third period, they just took over the game. And that started that third period with the Jack Eichel line setting the tone. Mm-hmm. And right on through to the fourth line being so good. Yeah, I, I thought, again, you know, the Golden Knights, they needed they needed something. To, to kind of push them through in that third period. And, and as you mentioned, Jack Eichel, Ivan Barbashev, John of the Marches. So kind of set that tone early. Uh, you know, you get some crossover power play time. It it didn't didn't necessarily come through for you, obviously, early in that period, but it did it did allow you uh, to kind but of I get, think it get, got to, them to going, get into right? your groove. Right, yeah. Like exactly. it wasn't a and, momentum sapping and, power play. And then I felt like you got some really strong shifts from Will Carrier and Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar. You got some really good work from... 
from William Carlson, as we've talked about all throughout uh, the, the season so far. And then, you know, Caden Korzak makes the play to William Carlson. Carlson finds Paul Cotter, individual play from Paul Cotter. And I think the, you know, the thing that, that Bruce kind of said last night that stood out to me is, you know, when, when Paul wasn't playing much down the stretch in the second period, sometimes you, you have those moments where you check out, you don't have it. You don't feel like you're going to be able to make the, the, the big impact, but then he gets an opportunity in the third period and he makes a r- ridiculous play. And that's the sign of maturity for Paul Cotter consistency. It, it's always going to be a work in progress for some younger players, but his ability to stay mentally checked into the game and then go out and make that play and score that goal, it was huge. That's a Paul Cotter play. It is. Paul, Paul hasn't had the opportunity in the shootout this year. Yeah. But that's his favorite part. Yeah. That was close to a shootout-type play for sure. Paul Cotter. Yep. He loves that move in particular. Mm-hmm. And ask Bruce if, if he's seen that. Oh, yeah, we've seen that. It's uh, behind the front foot, hides it, throws a little bit of uh, trickery of the mind, uh, the way he brings his stick through, which makes it look like another move, even Mm -hmm. though it was the same move, and is able to have enough space to bring it to his forehand, change the angle significantly on Carter Hart, which changes everything in the favor of Paul Cotter. Just getting around the defenseman is one, but being able to slide the puck more towards the middle is is what allows the shot to go in clean yeah. uh, and be able to capitalize on his skill and give himself some confidence. It, 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 it was big. So you had the, the third period comeback, mm-hmm. which Shea Theodore's game-winning goal followed. Sure. Yep. The, the Paul Cotter goal. Uh, on the heels of your goaltender keeping you in the game in, in the in the second period. And have they trailed by two yet this year? No, no. They haven't. They have not trailed by two this year. Answering my own question. Which which makes asked and answered every game a game where they feel they're in it. Up up or down, tied, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like they feel they're able to closest to find they a way. came was being down by a goal last night. Yeah. Just internally it felt they're they're down two or three. I just wasn't expecting Philadelphia to play that strong mm-hmm. with that much momentum. Yeah. Now you start looking at it. 7-0. Mm-hmm. Chicago on Friday. Yep. L.A. Saturday. Yeah. The back half of a 2-2. Uh, two and two, mm-hmm. But one's an afternoon game Friday, and you had an evening game, a 7.30 start on, on Saturday. So yep. even the travel in the back-to-back is, is diminished significantly. Sure. Yeah. But L.A. is going to be a – Opponent mm-hmm. more so tough. than what we've seen in the Chicago's or San Jose's or Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to raise the level of your game, which they did against Dallas and Winnipeg early on. And then you have Montreal on Monday. It's, it's three games. Mm-hmm. We, we were on the outset of this. Uh, we were in front of it, counting it down saying this, mm-hmm. this could happen. Yep. But you're, we're already at the stage where, in five years' time, they'll win their first three games of the season, mm-hmm. Vegas Golden Knights, and we'll say, hey, best record to start a season is eight straight wins, sure, nine straight wins, yeah. ten straight wins. We're, we're already in the midst of something being special with the franchise record, mm-hmm. but it's, it's looking – well, you don't want to tempt fate or jinx anything, 
it looks more realistic than I ever thought it would. It it absolutely looks realistic. Um, it, it looked realistic to me once you got past Chicago on on Saturday night. Like obviously that sets the record for best start ever for a defending Stanley Cup champion. But then you start to kind of look at what is ahead for the Golden Knights. Philadelphia was tough. You get Chicago again, and as as you know as as good as Connor Bedard is, I still don't see the path there for Chicago because they were there with the Golden. They should Knights. win. Yeah, absolutely. It should be Vegas all the way. Right? They should they should win on Monday. They should win on Monday. The the tough game Saturday in LA. Right. It just is. And that's going to be a really interesting one for me because you you have an opponent in the Los Angeles Kings who, you know, their their record so far I don't think matches how well they've played, but it's also a team with a big Achilles heel and that's their goaltending. So there's an opportunity there for the Golden Knights to 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 go out and have you know a, a pretty tough game, but I think they're going to find the back of the net a lot. So you know you you look at it, it it seems like it's right there for for the taking. This is why I want Vegas to win on Friday, not mm-hmm. to just extend the streak, but you've got a a back to back, and there's going to be an exhale coming. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that the knocking them off the tracks that first loss when it when it does happen doesn't come in a situation where you're going into a three and four and a back to back where you don't have time to really exhale collect yourself regroup and get back at it sure where it doesn't turn into a little bit of a snowball mm-hmm. which could very well happen uh, it's just natural that that you would uh, take a moment to just breathe a little bit but you get through you get through Friday and then it becomes really cool. You can see it. It's a couple of days away. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and again, I not that this is the be all end all, but well, I think I, I think it's it'd be fun. Like, it'd be I cool. didn't I didn't ever imagine that I would be talking about the best start by a Stanley Cup champion. Mm-hmm. Like that that record never entered my head. Sure. I, I'd never in in all the years covering thirty plus years covering the National Hockey League, never once contemplated that sure uh i was never working directly for a team either but it it just never <laughs> came up it just it it didn't yeah. come up and with 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 anybody uh good teams uh surprise stanley cup champions it just wasn't part of the radar this the best starts or longest winning streak to start for a franchise okay we we've always tracked the best start in Vegas Golden Knight history. Mm-hmm. We we've always uh, been all over that. Yeah. Every year you wonder because they've they've been off to three and zero starts. What five out of seven years? Sure. Yeah. Uh, they they've had great starts, so we've always tracked that. But that longest winning streak to start a season in league history, mm-hmm. that's like dream stuff. It, to win in in any sport. Mm-hmm. You talk football. Te- teams that get to double digits or or high single digits, they start talking about the Dolphins. Sure, and that perfect season going into the playoffs. Now the Patriots did it too, but uh, didn't didn't win the big game. Uh, you, you start to, you start to look at that, and it and it becomes a cool product. The the nineteen ninety three ninety four Toronto Maple Leafs mm-hmm. won ten in a row. I w- I was around that team. Uh, I, I I know that group. That was a cool moment in that franchise's history. Yeah, and and it just I 
you know, for me, it's it's looking at kind of everything as a whole, right? You win a Stanley Cup, you start, you go, you come back into it. Questions about Stanley Cup hangover, you kind of put that to bed by by setting the record now, and every game you add to that record for best start for defending Stanley Cup champion. Then, if you're able to have the best start ever on the heels of a Stanley Cup, like it, it's so validating. And no, it's psychological. It's it's amazing. It it, it would be. A massive accomplishment. And again, it, it doesn't guarantee you anything no. outside of the points that you banked and, you know, getting to create more history, which is what this team's done from their inception. I'm not going to lie to you. I know the Toronto Maple Leafs set that record mm -hmm. in 93-94 in with 10 games because Leaf Nation was alive. They thought they were going to win. They had good teams then. Mm -hmm. They thought they were going to be able to win a Stanley Cup. Sure. And and they didn't. I I have to remind myself about the the other team that has the the mark of 10 games hmm. in a row and that team is the Buffalo Sabres. Hmm. Columbus had a massive run a couple of years ago. And I sometimes I put them in the the 10 game mark but, <laughs> but didn't they they had a long undefeated streak. But Buffalo in 0607 doesn't even ring a bell to me. So it it, it can be Whatever you choose, yeah. in the sense of you can buy into this sure. is a really cool moment, or yeah. it's an afterthought in the case of the Buffalo Sabres. But neither one of those teams was coming off the Stanley Cup title, which I think makes it even more influential on what's happening around the National Hockey League and other teams' perception of you. Mm -hmm. They were great last year. Yeah, They're returning everybody this year. And they they've won their first seven. That becomes an intimidation form of what they have in in their strategy or their uh, tools uh, in the toolbox. Yeah, and and it it makes them again even even more a target throughout the league, right? Like there's the intimidation factor on on the Golden Knights part for sure. But then you've got okay, they won the Stanley Cup, they've won ten in a row. We want to knock them off just that much more, and then you start to think yeah, about it's it opportunity for, for the other team, but it's also it's also uh, ammunition for Vegas mm -hmm. to say or affirmation for Vegas. Sure, that's what it is. We're great. Yeah, we are great, and we're not any different than we were last look year. Look at what we did last year. Yeah. Look and look at that banner, mm -hmm. and now look at this year. Yeah, it's no wonder they have so much confidence in in any game. And the schedule has been very kind. We we knew the schedule had opportunity coming into this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was was it going to be thirteen and two again? Very doubtful. Sure, but we knew that there was a path to put away a lot of points mm -hmm. and build up a, a a bit of a rainy day fund. Sure, I didn't think that it would be this good. Yeah, well, and up. and now they're now they've got an opportunity to make it historic. Yeah, and while you don't want to count points before they hatch sure. at your farm. Yep. Because of the opposition now, you you can see that that there's a gap between Stanley Cup champion and Chicago Blackhawks. Sure. You can see the difference between the Stanley Cup champion and Philadelphia Flyers. That was mini school last night, mm -hmm. but there's a difference. Uh the Montreal Canadiens. Mm -hmm. They two of their next three games to get to this record equaling Start of sure. ten wins in ten games. Yep, occur against the last two of the last three clubs to have, or the last two clubs to have the first overall pick. Mm -hmm. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. So that should instantly tell you there's winnable games here. Yeah. There's there's of the of the next three, you look at them on paper and you say the Golden Knights are, are, should absolutely mm-hmm. win two of those three. You've got a really tough test against the Los Angeles Kings, but you should beat Chicago. You should beat Montreal. And what we've seen from this team early on in this year is that if there's a team they should beat, they're beating them. They're beating everybody. May, may not be ten nothing. No, it, and but they're finding ways. And in the LA game, I, I don't worry about it as much as the others because of their response against Winnipeg and Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I just I think they're going to be able Seattle, to score, right? Yeah, sure. But you know, you mentioned the schedule. You look at the schedule, you, you have the ability to do something special. You still have to go out there and, and, mm-hmm. and make it happen. And there are so many times where people will look at a schedule and, and see games on there they're supposed to win and find a way to lose them. Look and at the last Gold- night. Yeah. They, and the Golden, Golden Knights are finding ways to win. Mm-hmm. They just are. You keep waiting for things to happen, and they don't. You're like, ooh, that's weird. That's what makes this even more impressive mm-hmm. is you're coming off – Everything that tells you that like, the record for a, a Stanley Cup champion to start a season was five wins. Mm-hmm. Five wins. That's how tough it is. And we're talking about doubling it? Yep. If they get to that, well, if they get to double digits, they're well, doubling it? I'm not talking about doubling it. I'm talking about set the record and let's get the undefeated bowl. Vegas, Colorado, baby. Let's go. What game is that? The the 11th game is Winnipeg. Yep, it's the game after Winnipeg. Okay, so 12. Yep. It'd be, if they get there, Vegas would be 11-0. Colorado would be 9-0. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world but at that game. And Colorado just set a National Hockey League record for most consecutive road wins. Oh, yeah. That over It carried over. Sure, yeah, yeah. But they, they think they've won 15 straight road games. Wagon. Wagon. Uh, we have tickets to give away today, right, Chapman? That we do. Two pairs for the Jets game, which <laughs> could be history in the making. Yeah, could be historic night. <laughs> to get there, you got to beat Chicago mm-hmm. and Connor Bedard. You got to beat Andrew Kopitar and the LA Kings. Drew Doughty, good team. Pierre Luc Dubois and and Kevin Fiala, Cam Talbot. The one three one, yes. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter with, with the one three one. Their goaltending is not good. One three one. No, they their goaltending will be. I, I think their goaltending will be fine. But yeah, it's a goalie friendly environment. The fact that they've given up some goals mm-hmm. is 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 concerning. Yes, and they're paying the the least amount of money in goaltending. Will that be a factor halfway through? Uh, we'll see. And then you've got you've got Montreal. Yep. And. To, to possibly tie the record against the Montreal Canadiens is pretty yeah. cool, too. I'm sure the hockey world would love that. That's the other thing. You could you could troll the hockey world. That's what I'm saying. By beating the team, the franchise, with the most Stanley Cups in NHL history. Yeah, yeah. How many Stanley Cups? 24. To take away or, or to tie the Toronto Maple Leafs mm-hmm. for the best start to a season. Be great. Yeah. Uh, we've got tickets to give away. We'll do that uh, in hour number two. We also have Bruce Cassidy coming your way. And Chapman discussed things with Paul Cotter last night after his sensational goal. We'll let you hear that conversation as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Do you have any uh, texts coming in over on the uh, on the X? 
Um, yeah, Any direct messages. I, I got not direct. Me- well, maybe a direct message. Does, do people send you direct messages? The my DMs are open. Yeah. Do they people send them to you? Yeah, I mean, I I have quite a few DMs in here. Yeah. Right. Did Did you send me a DM? No, no. I'm just wondering what uh, what people are saying to you, or whether oh, you, okay. you said they were open. Didn't you didn't well, say just, that you're getting? I'm not, gonna, not gonna get into the weeds. Come on, the DMs. Oh, there's you got some nasty stuff coming in. No, 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 nothing like that. Just some dirty stuff coming in. Absolutely not. You know, they'll say slide into your DMs. Listen, there's there's bots. Stuff. We all we're all aware of the bots. I I do a pretty good job of keeping it clean. Hmm. So what uh, what are you getting? Well, in relation to our uh, our our talk about reindeer, Stephanie sends me Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid. Donner, Blitzen, and Rudolph. She in that order, it. this is burned into yes. her memory banks no, from childhood. Totally, she totally looked at it. Burned into Oh, jeez. I, I don't know. I'm not calling Stephanie yeah. a liar. That's yeah. you guys. Yeah. Stephanie, you totally looked that up. Oh, boy. Burned into in. Google. No, yeah. nobody... You know it. Wait a minute. But wait a minute. Just, wait a minute. You, no, you no. spent this entire no, no. first block talking you, you about how it. it doesn't matter... How no, you grew you know, up, or you, any, you know this, you know and now it. someone's like, "Yeah, I know it." No, you, you know it, but you have There's to. No you, way. You have to start like singing the song to recall it. She, she sang the song. Dasher, dancer, prancer, vixen, comet, cupid, Donner, blitzen, and Rudolph. Like there's songs where I couldn't tell you what the how they go, but then it comes on and I know all the words. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. What was that? What? Uh, what? Yeah, Tony yeah, Danza. Yeah, yeah, You've Tony never heard Danza. that? Yeah, Tony yeah. Danza. Is no, it, no. Was that a Friends episode? Probably. Yeah. Oh, never watched that show. You've you've never what listened else, to what the else song? you got coming on I, X? Oh, I know Tiny Dancer, but I don't know Tony Danza. Yeah. What? Okay. No, that was Friends. It was Phoebe. Phoebe. Did That's it. probably yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Phoebe. Second worst character what, on that show. What do you What do you got going? Else. That's it. Nothing. I thought it'd be more uh, outrage about the dwarves or the or the reindeer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised there, there isn't, but I, I think that, you know, again, people are probably trying to process it in their mind. Why we're talking about this right now. It, it has to well, do it, with the, the conversation that I had yeah. with Bruce Cassidy today where it came up and then we went down, I took Bruce Cassidy <laughs> and I down a rabbit hole. Now, Bruce and I also talk about Paul Cotter pulling off that great move to tie the game late mm-hmm. and set up Shea Theodore for the winner and whether or not you had... Paul Cotter on your list of potential players to do that? Mm-hmm. Or would it have been Shea? Would it have been Jack? Would it have been Barbershev, who is, yeah. uh, who is playing any one of them? But it, it ended up being Paul Cotter and our intrepid reporter. <laughs> sorry. The guy that goes in the room after the game and talks to people is Chris Chapman. You had a chance to hang out with Paul. Yeah, yeah amongst the reporters. I was lucky because I caught him at the end after everyone had kind of left. Mm. And I was thinking of the way was to it ask one him. one-on-one? Yeah, yeah, it's just me and him. Mm, okay. And uh, I, I simply asked him, I said, where does the confidence come from to even attempt a move like that? It's a, it's a move that I'm comfortable with. Uh, I think it's kind of the same thing, the under-the-stick move. So it's it's something that, that I've done so many times. I, I think that uh, you know I know how to do it, and there's certain times to do it, and uh, just kind of right time, right spot. So... Figured I'd pull it off. Sometimes, you know, if that D steps up, it, it doesn't work too well. But, um, yeah, it, it's just kind of as soon as I'm in that little area, it kind of goes to a little bit of default and <laughs> worked out. So, You're known for being an energy guy, right? And 
when you're in the moment, is that something you can be aware of when you're in the moment like that? You know what? No, I, and I think about it all the time. It's a great question. Uh, it's just, it's kind of like a blackout, you know. It, uh, you can have fun. You can have fun in practice. You can, you know, at certain times in, in games if something happens, you know, maybe a laugh or something just to, you know, stay calm. But, um, you know, when you're when you're in the deep end of the, I don't know, end of the game or need a goal or, you know, racing for a puck or something, it's just, you can't really describe it. You just kind of, you turn into a hockey player, right? You're not even human. So it's, they just kind of go to default hockey mode and see where it goes from there. Paul mentioned the under the stick move. Mm-hmm. It's where you go around the player and they reach to stop you reaching back and you slide it sort of between the blade and the body and you're able to walk around the player. Mm-hmm. He tried that against Chicago. It was really close mm-hmm. to making it work. Last night, was a move that that he's that was his shootout type effort where it's trickery, uh, sort of uh, just w- waving a wand in front of your head and you don't see this. And oh, it was magic. Yeah. yeah, it's it's sleight of hand. Yeah, is the, is the phrase I'm looking for. That that's what that was was like last night. And now let's see because he was great against Chicago. Yep, with family, everybody there. Yep, love that. Yep. Great game last night mm-hmm. through challenges because the bench got shortened yep. and you had some different uh, combinations again. Now where does he take this? Yeah. He he got through a uncomfortable camp for him. Yeah. Because he was in a battle for a job that I'm sure he believed was his. Yeah. In fact, he he said he said that uh, to us mm-hmm. that it was rightfully his job, and he has to make sure that nobody takes it. Right. So it was an uncomfortable camp. Mm-hmm. Now he's put some really good performances together through these first seven. Mm-hmm. Where does it go from here? Yeah, I, I'm interested to see that because, you know, when you're able to make that type of move and have it be as impactful a play, I think that, you know, the confidence that you build from that can carry over. Absolutely. And, you know, for Paul, I, I, the ability to and the flair for the dramatic showing up in those moments, it's it's become kind of his calling card early on in his career. And I just I think that, you know, playing alongside William Carlson certainly helps, but he's got all the skills. To, why, why does playing beside William Carlson help? Because Will's been phenomenal. Will has oh, okay. has, has yeah. been so incredibly yeah. good so far right. this season that you're you're finding players if you're playing alongside Will Carlson, you're finding Paul Cotter with those moments where Perfect. he's got a head of steam going downhill. He can make those types of plays. So that's that's a great explanation. I wasn't yeah. sure where yeah. you were going, so that that's an awesome explanation and, uh, for that. And I just I think that you you can carry that over. I I, I would expect that you're going to see Paul Cotter. It, playing with more confidence if that's even possible because he's an incredibly confident kid confidence i would say is important consistency now yeah is probably a bigger goal that the coaching staff is looking for Mm -hmm. he's he's on top of it right now can he be more consistent does this help him become that not Dominant every night, but consistent every night. Yeah. And that will be his his next challenge. And I, I can't wait to see 
where he, does he go on a big heater? Hmm? Like he's been good, but has he? Have we seen him rip off a, a five game stretch? Be not, great to see. Yeah, not yet, but it, it has the potential to be there. That move, I, I call that a first period move. <laughs> His not he, not he, a third period looking for a, a tying goal move. Down a goal. Yeah, third period in which you haven't had a ton of ice time mm-hmm. and you're desperate just to get something going. Now, it, they, they'd been able to get some team momentum going. But that that was something that I would expect somebody in Paul's position to do in the first period, not in that situation. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're playing more of the odds, the get a deep, get some, some pressure on the goaltender. Sure. I wouldn't suggest it for every player. I, and I want to make that clear when I say this. I love that Paul tried it. Sure. I I I, I think it's in Paul's DNA mm-hmm. to do that. Other players, like Jonas Rombeard, mm-hmm. if that like, yeah. what are you doing? Like play <laughs> play the odds. Like I'm just different type players. Yeah, no, you're totally right. different you're, players. You're, you're right on the money. Rombeard shouldn't try that. Mm-hmm. Paul, you're like, go for it. Yeah. Because he's he's got that swagger, that inner confidence. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll show you guys that I should have been playing the whole game. Yeah, power, finesse, finish. They had it all. Yeah, and it was basically a shootout, but he beat two guys to do it. <laughs> and I and I I know the defenseman wasn't expecting it. <laughs> no, no, poor guy. That that was not uh, part of the uh, okay option one, two, or three. They'll try this. Mm-hmm. It was not dance around. You get to the middle. Uh, when we continue, we'll tee up hour number two of Bruce Cassidy coming up. But we'll also tell you about when to expect the ticket giveaway to see the Golden Knights take on the Winnipeg Jets as the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.